Today's episode is sponsored by the Como Club. With the holidays right around the corner or the next big occasion, it's time to start thinking about gifts. What do you give to the person who has everything? This year, give them an experience that they will remember forever. Murder at the French Farmhouse is a -a one-of-a-kind murder mystery game created by Como. This premium game transforms dinner parties into thrilling, immersive experiences that people will remember for years. Visit thecomoclub.com and use promo code PODCAST to get 15% off your order today. Welcome to the Como Factor Podcast, where the conversations are authentic, the stories are inspirational, and people-centric transformation is always on the agenda. I'm your host, Christine Strobush. And I'm Sonal Trevetti. Happy New Year, friends. Can you believe we're already starting another new year? It's 2024. Some of you might be fist-pumping the air, ready to conquer your well-defined goals and objectives. Others may be feeling like they just want to stay in bed and pull the covers over their head. No matter where you stand on this spectrum, one thing is for sure. Transformation, whether it's personal or professional, is rarely a straight line. It's a messy, beautiful, sometimes gut-riching journey. Think about it. You might be thrilled about a new promotion, but suddenly your work-life balance is all out of whack. Or maybe you're finally kicking off that passion project only to have self-doubt whispering in your ear. Maybe you've got health worries, family drama, job uncertainties. You know, life throws us curveballs. But here's the thing. When we face these curveballs, that is when true transformation happens. So buckle up, because this episode is all about navigating the twists and turns of your own transformation. Yes, Christine. And so many of our listeners reach out to us on a consistent basis, asking us to share more of our tips and tools. And in today's episode, we're going to do just that by sharing a book that is very special to both Christine and I, and that is Viktor Frankl's famous book, Man's Search for Meaning. In the book, Dr. Frankl explores profound themes such as finding meaning in suffering, the importance of having purpose, and the resilience of the human spirit in the face of adversity. It emphasizes that one can choose one's attitude and response to life's challenges even in the darkest of circumstances. Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl is one of the most influential books written in our time. He wrote the book in 1946 and specifically spoke to his experiences in the Auschwitz concentration camp. He shares his theory of logotherapy, which is essentially a therapy of meaning. And um, overall, we find that his theories are very life-friendly meaning that we can all easily connect to them. They're not complicated psychoanalytic theories reserved for physicians or 
people necessarily that are specialized in the psyche, but rather they're practical ways of living a deeply meaningful and fulfilling life. So the overarching theme here of the book is to essentially pursue the meaning of life. And Dr. Frankel encourages reflection on taking personal responsibility and finding meaning even under the most challenging of circumstances. He allures us with concepts that are enticing in that if we choose to do so, we can all embrace personal responsibility and seek meaning in our experiences that life gives us. While there are additional impressions that he shares in that we should direct our minds, focus on what we can control and strive to foster a positive mindset, even in difficult situations. So this really resonates a lot with Christine and I and our Como values, especially when we talk about meaningful mindset. So really to help our, our listeners kind of understand this concept of the meaning of life, Christine, maybe you could answer this question for us. Picture this, Christine, you're thrown into an absolute nightmare where everything is ripped away from you. Your family, your home, your job, all of the materialistic things that you love, they're all gone. How would you survive, Christine? It's it, its such a deep question. And I'm, I hope as I'm sitting here thinking about that, that our listeners are also doing that. You know, and if you read the book, Man's Search for Meaning, you'll see that that's exactly what happened to Viktor Frankl. So for me personally, you know, I've never experienced this, but I'd like to believe that if I truly lost everything and everyone, that I would hold on to my faith, my faith in God. And I would trust his promise that he's going to walk with me, you know, no matter where I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, even. And, you know, I, I've never had that kind of loss. Like I, I, you hear about that, you know, somebody who loses maybe their family and their, their whole house goes up in, in a fire um, I've never had that kind of scenario, but there are countless individuals in the world today and through history that have literally lost everything. And if that kind of tragedy can happen to other people, I recognize it could also happen to me. And so I'd like to believe, and I, I, I do believe this, that I would lean on my faith, um, to guide me through a, a very tragic and dark time like that. So Sonal, I would love to hear more about your thoughts on this one of a kind book and it's, uh, it's real world application. Cause I agree with you um, what you mentioned there earlier, that it's, it's something that we can apply to our lives. And, you know, both you and I went through, um, a training not too long ago, right, when we were getting our coaching certifications and the book had come up um, for us. But then um, as I was going through kind of my um, executive MBA journey at the University of Vienna, where Dr. Frankel was, was teaching, I really thought, okay, I got to pick up this book now and read this because there's so many references to it. We've even had previous guests on our podcast, including Dr. Barbara Stotinger, who said, you know, a lot of her life is, is shaped by kind of the takeaways um, from this book. So I think I would say um, there are several ideas that resonated, but the three key ones um, from Dr. Frankel's book, Man's Search for Meaning, um, and we hope that they're also going to be meaningful for you too as well, 
is really one around the resilience that each of us as human beings has within us. Second, finding purpose in suffering. And stop for a second and just kind of think about that. You know, that notion of going through tragic times, and we'll talk a little bit more, you know, and give you examples around each of these. But how do you find purpose, you know, when when you're suffering and going through so much pain? And Dr. Frankel addresses that in, in depth, you know, and shares his own journey. And last is each of us also has the power of choice in our attitude towards life's challenges. So with that, I'd love to just dive right in and explore these themes further in our conversation today, Christine. The first one, you know, is around resilience. And in the book, uh, Dr. Frankel refers to resilience as really kind of the capacity of individuals to be able to withstand and bounce back from difficult situations. And he talks about his own experience of being in those um, those uh, Nazi camps. And even in the face of suffering and adversity, again, you know, he contemplates that we all have the power to endure and find meaning in our own experiences. And so when we talk about resilience, it's how do we kind of maintain a positive attitude and adapt to even the toughest challenges, right? And how do we really draw on our inner strength and our inner resources to be able to navigate those situations. So again, I'd love to um, ask you what your view is on this, Christine. Would you be willing, because you are an amazing storyteller and um, are always so vulnerable in sharing your own experiences, would you be willing to share with us what's helped you to to find resilience um, amid a difficult situation or season? Well, you know I would, and uh, thank you for that <laughs> for that comment on the on the storytelling. You know, I I, I come back to that first question. Imagine losing everything, like mm. Dr. Frankel and millions of others lost everything. So I don't. My life experience is doesn't even come close to that, and I'm not even setting that illusion that it does. But going through a difficult season. Um, for me and, and being able to um, to navigate through that, what I look to as my true north in that is love. And that's love for others. So it's it comes from within me, but it's really projecting that out. So, you know, and and for me, I mean, I'll give one scenario. We've talked about it before. Um, you know, after being laid off several years ago, that's a big event to happen to somebody that's like us, right? And going through that, my the love I had for my family and you know, their their love for me really helped me to navigate that was a tough season and helped support me as you and I were launching launching um our business, the Como Group. And so, you know, it's it sounds simple, but um, and as we were talking about this before, you know, not everybody has love. And so, I, I you know, I would say if maybe your true north, if you're going through a difficult season and you're trying to find that resilience, maybe you don't have that kind of love, perhaps to carry you through, then it would be to look inwards and say, you know, what about yourself? And maybe you've got to start with loving yourself. And maybe that's a way to, um, you know, be kind and gentle and, 
you know, give yourself permission to feel your feelings and go forward and survive and then thrive through through that difficult time. So there's a quote that I love by uh, by John Lennon, and he says, there are two basic motivating forces, fear and love. And when we are afraid, we pull back from life. We isolate ourselves. But when we are in love, we are open to all that life has to offer with passion, excitement, and acceptance. So for me, I really think it comes down to love. That is beautiful, Christine. And oh. so I'd like to to move on to another key idea that Dr. Frankel suggested in his book. And that's really about finding purpose in in the the suffering. And what he means by that is when we're suffering, it involves giving meaning to the challenges and hardships that we face. Instead of looking at suffering as a meaningless or arbitrary thing, he suggests that we again leverage our ability to find significance and purpose in how we look at these challenging situations. And if we can again attach meaning to our suffering, we can further derive a sense of purpose in the most difficult situations and circumstances. Um, I know many people look at, you know, what collectively, like we as a global community, right, went through during COVID. And I'm not, I mean, some people certainly did get a lot of purpose, you know, out of that. Um, what are your thoughts on it, Christine? I mean, do you agree with Dr. Frankel about his outlook, you know, in terms of even in the worst of situations, we all have the ability to find purpose? Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting, um, it's an interesting concept. And I, I do agree, but I would say, I, I think you almost have to agree. So, because what's the opposite? If you mm. don't, if you're not able to find purpose in suffering, then that means that you're just suffering for no reason. And I think that's the worst. Like, you know, you go through something and I, I think we all, you know, you've heard, well, I guess it's meant to be, or, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. Or, you know, we've, we've heard all those, um, those sayings, but the reality is every challenging season that we go through I think humanity, I think we have to find purpose. I, I think, you know, and, and even if like, like Dr. Frankel talked about is coming out of this, that one day they'll be able to share their story so that, that those atrocities never happen again. That's a purpose. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's absolutely more than we can find purpose. I think for survival, humanity must find purpose purpose in suffering. Absolutely. Um, and I think you're right. It can certainly, you know, suffering can certainly bring about meaning. It certainly um, sucks. But again, if it we, does. I think Dr. Frankel um, definitely figured it out in the sense that if we can, again, choose how we face suffering, then even during the hardest moments when we are in pain, that can have meaning for us and it can really forge us, make us stronger and turn us into essentially the authors of our own stories. So yeah. since you're doing an amazing job kind of um, helping our listeners to correlate Dr. Frankel's 
ideas and theories um, and relating them to some real life examples. Um, would you be able to share with us maybe um, a situation where for you, suffering has really helped you to write your very own story? None of my first world suffering experiences even hold a candle to what others have experienced, especially what you will read in Man's Search for Meaning and uh, the, the terrible tragedies um, that occurred in, in Auschwitz and, uh, and other camps. So the, mine is like so small and minute um, compared to that. Um, I'll also just uh, make a, a small detour and say I think it's um, it's it's interesting that you you know you studied and spent well maybe you didn't live in Austria you you kind of part time did um, while you were doing your um, executive MBA and and being there in the same country where um, where this story took place is I find that um, I find that fascinating. Before I was 30, I actually lived abroad on my own three separate times. I was in New Zealand twice and once in Paris, France. And it's amazing. I mean, those those experiences, the two countries and where I was in my, um, let's say, adult life, um, those experiences were drastically different. There was a common thread for me. I didn't have any family and only a few friends. Because um, those that know me well, even though I'm expressive, know I'm an introvert. So it takes a, it takes more work for me to go build out a social network, um, especially you know in a country where I didn't know anybody. So basically, the common theme here was while you know outward appearances looked oh wow how glamorous look she's living in another country, I was living in another in another country, and I was very lonely. I did not have the trusted you know, years of friendship, I, you know, this was way before all the technology that, that has kind of made the world smaller. And, um, you know, when I was in New Zealand, I was a very poor college student um, struggling to succeed in a foreign educational system. It was very different. I went through all kinds of culture shock and I was very lonely. Uh, Paris, I was an expat working in another country. And at one point, one of my assignments, you could even classify it as a hostile work environment, but I was lonely and I didn't have that. I didn't have the connections um, that I, that I needed. So that loneliness during adversity, it, at the time for me, it did feel like suffering. But what I found going through all of that and spending a lot of time on my own Overcoming those challenges and succeeding on my own ended up strengthening my self-confidence, and I proved to myself that I could do anything that I set my mind to. And for so many years after those um, experiences living abroad, it's almost like I would hold that up to myself if I'm facing something, and I'd be like, well, if I can do that... I can do this. And so it really, you know, it, um, it, it strengthened my character. And so you come back and again, suffering is, I think in this case, maybe a little bit of a strong word, but it certainly felt like it at the time, but I came out stronger. And I think that's, those are the great stories, right? When we hear that there's conflict, there's challenge, and then the person goes through a transformation and it's not easy. 
the caterpillar turning into a butterfly, you could say they probably suffer too going through that. But what comes out on the other side is so much more beautiful. Suffering is so subjective, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's pain is is different depending on, you know, um, where you are in your life, what the suffering is about. And I think that um, leads us to the last key point that we wanted to really talk about. And that's really our the power of choice that each one of us has in our attitude towards life's challenges, right? And I think at the end of the day, we each have an innate desire in ourselves uh, for true transformation. And it lies deep within each one of us. And so if we were to, to achieve that and sustain it both personally and professionally, I think a big driver of that is to ensure that, you know, we have a meaningful mindset. And that is also one of our, our core Como values um, that, uh, you know, we often refer to on almost every single episode, right? And so one of the things that Christine and I have had a tradition of doing um for for many years now, many, many years, is in order to support our meaningful mindset, um, we come up every year with something called a word of the year. And what this is, is really an anchor word that um, reminds us um, of what what we're really looking to achieve in that given year. Um, It also provides us clarity and again, you know, guides our, our thoughts, our feelings, um, helps us to build strategies, enables us to make decisions and take action um, towards, um, towards, you know, having that meaningful mindset. We love doing this. Um, and now we love doing this with, uh, with our listeners around the globe. <laughs> Are you ready to... Yeah, it's a thing now, isn't it for us? Yes, it is. And, and I'll just add in here that you know, if you've got, um, you know, a team, you guys could share your word of the year and see how it all fits together. You're in a relationship. You do that. I mean, with Sonal and I, we, every year we get some, some funky, uh, combination of our words together as well, which, uh, is, is always, um, it's always fun. And it's, you know, it's not rocket science, but what it is, is giving you, it's giving you something to reflect on and just, it's one word. So you have to be very, you have to be very thoughtful about what your one word for the year is going to be. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's never planned for us either. Is uh-uh. it? Like we don't even say, oh, I'm thinking of this and this and this. It just comes and then somehow it's magical. It is magical. I think magical was was one of your contenders. It was, um, <laughs> it was a contender. It was a, it was a runner up. I don't think it. it that it, yeah. What year was that? <laughs> I don't remember. But I, a I, runner I, up I, in, in a previous year. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about about your uh, your word of the year and give us a little bit of context around you know why you chose it and. How does it all tie in to, again, you know, Dr. Frankel's also theme in terms of the, the power of choice and what this means for you? So, it, you know, end of the year, we don't, it's just a process now. So when the year, when the year is, is um, winding down and kind of coming into the new year, we start thinking about that. So I've been reflecting 
on what my 2024 word of the year was going to be. And I've had various words in the past, you know, at one point when my work-life balance was so out of whack, I didn't even, I mean, there was no balance. My word was balance that year. Um, and it worked. And it's not like, this is not magic. It's just what you focus on is what you create in your life. So I've had everything from balance and freedom to truth and love. And every year I try to one-up myself. I try to do something different and special. And, you know, 2024, I I had to do that. But nothing was really resonating with me. Like, I was really like, what am I going to do? Maybe I'll reuse one of my other words. But that's kind of boring. Um, and then I had a friend of mine invited me to do this 90-day devotional for women. Um, and I was like, sure, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that. And the devotion, it's a one-of-a-kind devotion. It's called Magnify. But what really caught my attention was the theme, which is pursuing virtue as a feminine genius. And you can imagine how much I love those two words together, feminine genius. If, if, if we had two words for the year, I might have picked that. But um, anyway, that uh, getting into that really helped me um, solidify. And I chose something, I think it's one of a kind, and it's magnify as opposed to minimize. So magnify <laughs> to, make, to make greater, to make greater. So I've got, you know, this year, and I'm saying it now for the whole world to hear, is I tend to magnify three things, but those three things are really big rocks. And one is my faith, two is my people, and three is my voice. And, um, you know, obviously, if you've listened, you know, I'm a person of faith. So I want to magnify my faith in God. And I'm going to I'm going to do that boldly. I'm going to do that unashamedly. I will respect others as well, of course. But I'm not going to be ashamed of what I believe in. So I'm going to shout it from the rooftops if I need to. I'm going to magnify my people. And my people is a very broad category there. It could be family, it could be friends, it could be colleagues, it could be clients, it could be neighbors, it could be suppliers, it could be whatever. But all the people that are in my circle, I want to support, lead, coach them to be able to magnify their purpose, passions, and goals, whether that's personal or professional. So it's a real this is a really big rock around the the people aspect, and it ties right with us at Como, people-centric transformation. Because if you want real transformation, you got to start with the people. And the last one for me is my voice. I am, you know, again, as I mentioned, I think naturally I'm an introvert. There have been seasons in my life where, you know, things would be said and I would just bite my tongue and put my head down and just focus on my stuff. But I believe that it's important to use our voice and use our platform to courageously speak and share truth. And I think we are living in some very interesting times right now. I believe there's a lot of deception. Obviously, there's a lot of turmoil in the world. And now is not the time to be politically correct, in my humble opinion. So I think this is a time where we should be fearless and we should speak the truth in love and I'm very sorry if it offends some people, but I'm still going to do it. So that's what I'm focusing on for my voice. Yours is always, uh, I'm always on the edge of my seat to hear your stories. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, just as I ask good questions, I think you're an incredible storyteller and you know that. Um, so I will, I will do my best to, uh, 
um, <laughs> to live up to, <laughs> to these expectations now. And um, for me, maybe I'll start with like a quote that I love from the book. And by the way, like, you know, we, we had chosen our words of the year before we decided to record this podcast on this particular topic. But again, it's, it's interesting how we somehow seem to attract, you know, as Christine said, like where your thoughts go, that's what you create and that's what you attract and that's what you manifest. And so, um, I feel like, you know, we kind of did that with this episode too, because we both kind of, Christine and I both had, you know, the same kind of thought that, Hey, you know, when we're talking about sharing this resource, let's start with this, this book that has had such a huge impact on us. So maybe before I share, you know, my word, um, I'll share a quote that I loved from the book, which is everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. As I get older, you know, and I've hit a milestone recently here, I feel like our attitude is something that we're not necessarily born with, right? Um, at the end of the day, we can, we all like develop our attitude. And, mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of circumstances that impact and shape, you know, what our attitude is, whether it's towards people, whether it's towards, you know, circumstances that we've gone through, um, whether it's, it's the way that we're going to make decisions. And what Dr. Frankel really suggests in the book is that we can develop it and shape it and make it more favorable day mm. in and day out in order to enhance our life journey. And the biggest takeaway is that it is a choice that's at play. And at the end of the day, it's those choices that we make. It's that attitude that we have towards life that really frees us at the end of the day. It's the, it's the one thing, if you think about it, that really gives us that internal freedom. Ooh, internal freedom. Yes. It. I love it. <laughs> you know, I love it. And so um, a lot of kind of what I was thinking about going into this year is, you know, while I've hit a lot of goals and things that I've set out for myself, I've manifested a lot of things uh, last year that were really near and dear to me. I'm realizing that our life journey is, is, can be transformative, you know, and when I say transformative, um, what I mean by that is that it's a process of like just profound and positive change that really results in a significant shift in perspective and outlook. And I think the more that I practice it, the more like positive results I see in my own life, you know? Um, and so I chose my word of the year to be transformative as cliche as that may sound from like two transformation Queens. Um, yeah. I, I just, again, you know, wanted, wanted it to resonate with me. And, um, you know, when I look at my vision board and I see my word, or if I think about it, you know, I wanted it to have, have meaning for me. So, so I love this, obviously, because, you know, we're all about transformation. But what I, I think what I like about it is when you think about transformation, it's a, it's a noun, it's a, it's a thing that exists and that obviously you want to create. 
but transformative to me makes me think of an ongoing process of transformation. Like it's, you're, you're, it's not just going to be one thing you're going to have. I think you're probably, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I guess we'll see when the year's up, but you're going to have a series of transformative events through the year by focusing on this. Absolutely. And that's exactly where I was going with it. You know, I, I, I want this year again to be really laser focused on making sure that I'm leading a more meaningful and fulfilling existence, you know, um, and, and you're right, you know, that word is something that again, it's an ongoing experience, right? It's a journey. Um, and, and it's a constant, like, it's a constant, like change for, for the positive, mm -hmm. which, which I love. <laughs> I do too. I do too. And you know, everything in life, you're probably going to get up and make your coffee in the morning and think you're, it's transformative coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My Nespresso flavors, um, certainly do transform my mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wind down a little bit. Um, I, you know, I think what we want to do now is maybe just share kind of taking all of this, you know, into consideration. How do you align like your actions with your values, right? And, and goals to really ensure that you're reflecting on meaning and purpose. So we love to kind of share a little bit of um, a how-to in these podcasts and, you know, we, we've gotten the feedback that you also find them helpful. So just a couple of kind of steps, you know, um, in terms of both personal and professional transformation, where you can really embrace Dr. Frankel's teachings is um, probably in, in five key things. One, it all starts with purpose, right? Um, at Como, we talk a lot about clarity. Um, and the same concept goes here in terms of making sure that you really clarify, you know, what are your values and um, taking that a step further, you know, um, try to identify a deeper purpose for your transformation using those values, right? How can you have that change, that desired um, change? Second is resilience. And Christine shared, you know, her own story of um, how she's gone through it. And I'm sure when she was sharing that, a lot of things probably came up for, for you as well. But we all are stronger than, than we give ourselves credit for. And again, a key thing here is, um, is asking yourself, you know, how can you cultivate resilience by viewing the difficult times that you're going through more as opportunities for growth, you know, finding those learning moments out of those challenges, and then kind of putting a bow on it to really say that, you know, this is the meaning that it had for you. And really stop yourself, especially if you're a negative thinker, you know, and, and just defensive try to intentionally choose positive responses and try to be proactive in, in how you approach a situation. Mindfulness, um, we talk a lot about mindset um, and we've also shared many techniques in previous episodes, but trying to stay present and mindful, appreciating you know where you are today and not judging so much, um, but really trying to connect with the significance you know of, of your transformation that you're undergoing no matter where you are is, is a really, really important thing. And last but not least, you know, as Christine alluded to in her own word of the year, helping others, you know, 
um, there is such a sense of fulfillment when you engage in activities that contribute to the well-being of others, fostering, you know, a sense of um, connectedness and, and meaning through community is, is really, really um, big. So with that, um, Christine, any last thoughts from you on, on Dr. Frankel or just where you're at um, this year? You're, you're on a, you're on a roll. I think we've, we've given the tips here. I highly, 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 I think we both do recommend um, reading the book and just look at the, look at the life application. You've got history in the book, but also a lot of lessons learned. And, and I liked how you, uh, you mentioned attitude before, and you said, even if you've got like a, a negative attitude and what came to my mind when you said that was don't be a negative Nelly, like, you know, we can go through and, you know, sharing truth, you know, recognizing the reality of whatever situation you're facing, that's not being negative, but trying to find the bigger meaning in that so that, um, you know, what comes out on the other side is stronger and better and more sustainable. That's the ideal. Well, listeners, thank you again um, for joining us on our Como Factor podcast today. And you too can incorporate Victor Frankel's ideas by reflecting on the meaning and purpose in your daily actions finding resilience and challenges, and recognizing the power of choosing your attitude. We also hope that your word of the year will help you to find a meaningful mindset so that you can live a transformative life of meaning. We hope you got something out of our time together. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please follow us on social media, share it with your community, and give us a like. That's all for today. And until next time, don't forget that you've got the Como Factor.